Hi, I'm James Hartnett, and I'm dying to go all the way. James, what are you talking about? That's filthy! I'm not being rude. I'm talking about our Patreon account. Oh! <laughs> We're more than halfway to our goal of $100 on Patreon. And as soon as we go all the way to $100, we are going to start making bonus episodes for our generous fans. Episodes that'll make you jump up, stamp your feet, clap your hands, and say, oh yeah. Anyway, so be sure to visit patreon.com slash landlord tenant and help us out. And if you're not able to do that, that's fine. We'd love it if you just rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you very much. Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host. I'm Tenant Michael. Uh, James, good to see you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not that I haven't been seeing uh, more of you than usual this week. I've seen I've seen more of you this week than I've ever seen before. And uh, there's a reason why. Yes, um, this has been, um, I'm not going to lie, week from hell. Um, I disagree. I think it's a week from heaven. Oh, good God. Listeners, you guys know that um, I funded a single, uh, a pop song. A flop? Well, it's a flop. It was a flop. It's a flop right now, but sometimes things change. There are lots of songs that get popular years after they flopped. Sure. I owe a lot of money. Okay, to produce that single, I had to spend a lot of money, and it ended up being a little bit more than I kind of had available to me. Right. And of course, the song you're talking about is The Kissing Olympics. Right. By my girlfriend, Nadia, The Kissing Olympics. Right. Uh, so, um, I've had to cut back a little bit, uh, money-wise, and um, find some ways to, to um, raise money. And the most obvious way to do that was by renting out my beautiful Hogs Hollow home on Airbnb mm-hmm. for $3,000 a week. Very expensive. Yep. Yeah. And believe me, it basically just covers the interest and uh, of what I owe. And um, I just, I can't really spend money on a place to stay right now, so... Um, Say it. I Say it. asked Mike if I could crash with him. For We're a bit. roommates, Michael and James, sharing my one-bedroom apartment. It's been fun. It's been very fun having. Uh, it's like I feel like we're a part of a team, a team of two, a team you know, of pitching two. in together. Mm. I feel it's more like it feels more like prisoner, hostage, uh, hostage, and uh, hostage taker to me. Who's who? I'd say that I'm, uh, I'm the hostage, and you're the. Uh, the mean old, uh, you know, prison guard. No, I'd say I'm the hostage, because you're chipper and happy every day, and I'm like, 
frig, how the hell did I get in this situation? Right. Even though I did ask you to stay here, and it is your home, technically. Yeah, I mean, you own the building, so you could... I, I literally couldn't have said no. You could have evicted me if I had refused your offer, so. That's right, and Very I knew unfair. that. Yeah. And that's an alpha male tactic. When you have something on someone, mm-hmm. use it. Yeah. Anyway... Yeah, so Mike and I have been sharing this small space. I forgot what it was like to live in a single-story home. It's really effed. It's really, uh, beyond being just a single story, it's really one room and a half. Yes. Yeah. It's very small. And, like, do, do listeners out there, do you guys do this? Like, do you not live, do you live in a place like this? I this think is, a lot of our listeners live in small dwellings. There's and, no, uh, yeah, there's no hot tub, no, no hot yard, tub. No. there's no forest. Yep. If you want a hot tub, here's how you do it in my apartment. You turn on the hot water in the bathtub and you wait. <laughs> then you get in. Uh, I'll prepare a bath for you later if you want. No, thank I you. To. I do not want that. Okay. Fresh towel? It's, uh, it's just, it's weird. You know, you'd think when you see how the other half lives, it'd be like a neat educational experience. Guess what, folks? It's not. It sucks. Like, I don't want this life. And for people who have it, you maybe suck. I disagree, and I feel, I feel you're being a bit harsh there. Uh, <laughs> I have found this experience to be very fun. It reminds me of uh, the late Neil Simon, the playwright. He passed away recently. No idea who that God is. God rest his soul. He, uh, his famous play, The Odd Couple. Uh, Felix and Oscar living together. They, you know, they don't see things the same way. But in the end, uh, it is a love story. They're they're two fr- friends who can't uh, can't what? live without each other. I mean, it's not physical love. It is they they need each other as friends. And I I feel like the it's too bad Neil Simon passed away before you moved in here with me. I do not love you in any way, shape, or form. Okay, okay. I think we should watch The Odd Couple tonight, and I think you should. Is one mind. of the characters in The Odd Couple a really uh, hardcore Catholic and has weird issues with uh, older women? Hmm. Because maybe then it would remind me I'm of that. I'm not sure if Tony Randall's character was Roman Catholic or not, but uh, I, I'm sure that Walter Matthau's ca- uh, character was not. Why? I believe he was a Jewish man. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys could imagine it's been quite an experience. Yes. I mean... Um, Mike is, uh, you know, we, we, we had the big talk, like, where am I going to sleep? Yes. And I immediately knew what was up, and I said, listen, uh, you own the building. I can't but offer you my bedroom. So James has been sleeping in my bed. Um, and I'm, t- so, you know, roughing it on the couch. Reminds me of my college days. It's very fun. And um, I don't you know. slept you- on a couch in college? Yes. All four years. And... Uh, one thing you might not know is that I haven't changed the sheets of my bed since my ex uh, passed away. So it still smells like her perfume. Oh, ew. Are there you some kidding s- me? That was like no, no. three months ago. Well, I haven't. She didn't die in the bed, but she her perfume lingers, and there oh. are strands of her hair Oh, on ew. the pillows and the sheets. So. so you actually smell a bit like her, which is funny uh, to me. And it's, it's nice for me as well. Oh, for anyway, the love of God. That's where we're at. We're two guys living together. and uh, I do appreciate you giving me the bed, despite that weird info, um, because I think it's already been such a shock for me Mm -hmm. to go from a beautiful home to this literal hell. Yeah. I think if I had had to sleep on the couch as well, I think it would have been too much for me. It's really nice for me to be able to shut the door, 
get you out of there. Right. Have my little space. We need pri- people need privacy, and I I pride myself on you know hospitality. So it's my pleasure to offer you my bed. And I agree. And uh, thank you for that. Yeah, it's kind of like if, you know, it's like that classic Seinfeld episode. Oh, which one? He, <laughs> he is used to first class. Yes. So he can't go to coach. Elaine's got to go to coach. And that's kind of how I am about almost everything in life. Right. So before I mentioned the odd couple, now you're saying that we're like Jerry and Elaine. No, and that's interesting. We're not like Jerry and Elaine. But You are, you know, Newman and I'm one of the hot girls Jerry was dating, if anything. Right. Um, before we move on to our big segment, we would like to thank uh, a few people who have helped us out on Patreon. Yes. Um, oh, God. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Landlord Tenant. <laughs> thank you, Robot Man. You're welcome. <laughs> um, as you guys know, I, have, I am not able to spend money at this point. Uh, so, and Mike has very, very little money, so um, it's difficult to pay our our uh, podcasting bills so we have a patreon and if some people have really kindly helped us out on that and i sent a message to those people and said hey want me to give you a shout out on the podcast and a few people said they'd love it uh so let's give a quick shout out to bill malik Uh, billy billy william very supportive christina rice also oh hearing the word rice makes me a little hungry Oh, because like rice the food? Rice the food. Yep, you got it. Okay, Christina, thank you. We love you. How about Martin Hampton, who is from the UK, he says. Across the pond. Wow, that's neat. That is neat. It's nice to have uh, someone from Great Britain uh, supporting us. Now, hearing that name, Martin, and UK, makes me think of another Martin, Martin Freeman, who was in um, Lord of the Rings, The Office... Hitchhiker's Guide. I wonder if this Martin misspelled his name, and he's actually he's, he meant to write Martin Freeman, but accidentally wrote Martin Hampton. Martin Hampton, can you please write us and let us know if you are Martin Freeman? And uh, we'd also like to thank uh, someone named Kate Hartnett. Hmm, Hartnett. Where have I heard that surname before? Yes. Hmm. Um, not above receiving help from my family. That is my sister. And uh, thank you uh, very much. See you at Thanksgiving. Well, I wish I would. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't turn down an invitation to that dinner. Well, no, as a thank, thank you. you, I don't want you to get to know my family. Okay. Okay. So we have. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, thank Patreon you. people. Really I say appreciate thank it. you in. Uh, I say, I say thank you in a different language, just for fun. Um, merci is one way. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to say it in any other language? Um, Italian, maybe. Ooh, Italian. Um, an Italian thank you sounds like a nickname for a headbutt or something, doesn't it? Because of the mafia, yes. Yeah. Like an crime. Italian necktie, isn't that like uh, a noose? Ooh, that's kind of a fun one. Yeah, I've never heard that one. Wasn't us going immediately to a dark place with this. I know. I remember, thank you. I remember being at a bar once and a guy goes, ever heard of a Glasgow kiss? And that was a headbutt. That's true. A headbutt? Happened at the oh. Duke of York in Toronto. In 2003, probably. Did you get headbutted, or No, but my friend, David Deneen Porter, was bugging a guy at the bar, and the guy said to him, Ever heard of a Glasgow kiss? And David's like, no, what does that mean? And the guy said, it's a headbutt, and he was going to headbutt oh. my friend David. Can't imagine it. Uh, love, <laughs> shout out to David. I love you. All right. <laughs> it's time for us to do what we do best. A fun segment. 
And this week's segment is, uh, well, it's inspired by reality. It's inspired by James, by you uh, bunking with me this past week. That's right. It's a segment called Roomies. And Mike, for some reason, has insisted that Roomies is spelled R-O-O-M-I-E-Z. Roomies. Which is so dumb because people can't see the word. It's not like... It doesn't matter. Well, it's important for us. It informs our, you know, performance. It makes us relax a bit, and it'll make everything more fun <laughs> for everyone. So, All right. Anyway. But yeah, the segment um, is called Roomies, and the premise is, what have we learned about each other this week as our as roommates? Because they say you don't really truly know um, someone, be it a landlord or a tenant, until you've actually lived with them and shared shared a very small space together. A space where you can hear every little creak and sound, smell every odor, and, um, you know, hear everything. So mm-hmm. this is going to be fun. Um, I'll go first here. Here's one thing I learned about uh, you, James, this week. I learned from you staying here that you don't like my cooking. Uh, not a single meal I've made for you have you enjoyed. You've sent them all back. and um, Correct. You especially didn't like my omelet I made for you every yes. day this week. Why don't you tell them how you make your omelets? All right. I mean, it's probably not very exciting for the listeners to hear this, mm. but you know, I'm, I do operate on a budget. And so I do have to sort of uh, improvise with food. So when I make my omelets, I water them down. I water down the eggs. The eggs are, it's one part eggs, one part water. So if I'm making an omelet with two eggs, that's two cups of water also in there. And I add a little salt and pepper and, uh, and whatever else I happen to have around, basil leaves, sage. And James did not care for it. Imagine eating that, listeners. Imagine eating that. Well, the human body is, I don't know, 99% water to begin with, so I don't know why you would Mike, reject you're, it. you're the host, okay? And the host is like, when, when, you, when you're a host, you take on a responsibility to, to, be, to feed someone well. And that is disgusting. Just so you know. Water, watered down omelet? Ew. I'm just trying to, do, I mean, you're welcome to contribute to the, uh, no. To the groceries. No, that's not how this arrangement works when you're a guest. Right. Okay, my first thing I've learned as your roomie is that Mike only has paper plates and paper cups. Yep. No ceramic plates or cups. Yep. And on top of that, he doesn't throw them out. He just washes and reuses his paper plates and paper cups. Yep, and there's that's for a reason. So I am a... a sort of famous butterfingers always dropping things and so i realized a long time ago that it's it's a safety issue if i have you know glass plates and bowls and mugs and and so on because i'm going to drop them they're going to shatter there's going to be people cutting their feet so paper plates and cups are a way to ensure that everyone's safe and yes i wash them because it's i care about the environment that's such a loser thing to do, no offense. It's like, just, oh, gotta wash my paper plate. There's all stains on them from ketchup and stuff. That doesn't go away. Well, it's so gross. It's you just need to dry them out and they're fine. Ugh, anyway, all right. All right, uh, second thing I learned about Jimmy. Jimmy, can I call you Jimmy now that <sighs> we're roommate, roommates sure. together? I learned that James has a... Uh, I saw you the other day walking out of the bathroom after your shower in the morning. You mm-hmm. take a long shower, by the way. And... Um, you had a towel wrapped around your waist, yes. so your whole upper body was exposed, and um, I saw that you have a tattoo of a switchblade over your heart that also has the words, property of Renee on it. Yes. And I was very surprised to see that. 
Yes, that's a new tattoo, or tat, as they say. I got ink, as they say. I got inked. Got ink. Um, yeah. Um, uh, as you guys know, I uh, when the when the uh, single uh, didn't work out so well that I mm-hmm. paid for, I did have to borrow some money from a mysterious man from Italy named Renee. And he made me get that tattoo as a reminder of the money I owe him and the consequences if I don't pay it back. Hence why I've rented out my house and live here for for now. I mean, I'm sorry that you got yourself into the situation, but it is a lovely tattoo. Well, thank you. Yeah, I actually got it done by a pretty cool guy. So thank you. It looks good. I might get one myself. (laughs) You could not pull off a tattoo. I'm just joking. I wouldn't do it. Okay, my second... Uh, thing I have learned this week is that Mike has an anger problem. Now, this probably is well, not that much of a surprise, and you could sort of surmise this even if you don't live with Mike, but I didn't realize the degree to which he had an anger problem until I saw the 11 holes punched in the drywall. Like, so clearly Mike gets enraged, suppresses it all, and then punches his damn wall. I mean, sometimes, to me, the bigger issue is, is anyone getting hurt? No. It's a safe thing for me to do. The only person who gets hurt is me. My knuckles are black and blue. But don't you think you should go to therapy? Mm, No. (laughs) No, I don't. Okay. I really don't. Um, And my third and final thing I've learned about James since we've been roomies this week is that James is a cam boy. Which is short for camera boy, which is short for NSFW. Um, I came home from work on Wednesday this past week, exhausted from my job at the uh, CN Tower gift shop, and I opened the front door, and what do I see right there in the living room? James, naked as a as a newborn baby, spread eagled in front of his laptop on the ground, and I I yelped and I ran into the bathroom and. Uh, was not expecting that. So I didn't know times were that tough that you're actually selling yourself online. L- Mike, you know, it's not... It doesn't mean times are that tough. Okay, it's easy money. Why wouldn't you do that? Why, would, why is everybody not doing that? You know what I'm saying? It's easy money. So you flip on a laptop, you press a couple buttons, you, you pull your pants off. Big whoop. It's easy money. I, I don't understand why, why this isn't... Are you not a capitalist? I, I mean, I, I do have problems with the capitalist uh, oh, system. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd like, rather, uh, rather be in Russia, obviously. I don't I'm feel that way. Under, under uh, Lenin, under Khrushchev, under Stalin even, men didn't have to sit spread-eagled, naked in front of a laptop, touching themselves for strangers, for money. Sure, you may have had to stand in line for bread. Sure, maybe... Uh, you would be sent to a gulag or executed for no reason. But you didn't have to sit spread-eagled, <laughs> naked in front of your laptop, touching your own bone. Well, guess what? That's I prefer the spread-eagled one. And there you go. And follow me on uh, Chatterbait, by the way. Unbelievable. The website. Okay. Um, and my last thing I've learned this week is that Mike sleepwalks. Yeah. And to a degree that is very worrying. And All the men in my family do. All the men. Right. Well, it's pretty damn annoying because I'll be sleeping in your bed and Mike bashes open the door, climbs into bed, you know, you're saying, Ruth, Ruth, where's Ruth? I'm like, get the hell out of here, man. Like, get over it. Get out of here. No offense. I know you did go through a tragedy, but... Yeah, I'm bereaved. It's like, 
You've got a real problem. There's a lot going on in your brain. I'm a sleepwalker, I admit it, and there's no harm in it, and I I guess I confused you or mistook you for my, my ex, who's no longer with us, uh, and I maybe apologize. Cause, maybe because you never changed the sheets and her hairs in it in, in the bed. Well, that's exactly why. And then you sleepwalk and you sm- get a whiff, and then you think I'm Ruth, which yeah. I'm not. You're not. And I apologize if I accidentally, in the... In my sleepwalking state, if I uh, kissed you or massaged you or anything like that. Good believe God. me, I don't want to do that to you. Well, uh, that makes two of us. Okay. So maybe get, handcuff yourself to the damn couch. Okay. I will. Good. Okay. Well, that'll do it for the opening uh, segment. Oh, it's nice to get that stuff off our chest. It is. Yeah. It is. Perfect. Let's come back with our guest. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's the funnest time of each episode when we bring on a wonderful guest to enlighten us and teach us a few things that we didn't know before. Uh, and this week is no different. This week we have a man who lives in the building, and he works in an industry that is, some say it's out-earning Hollywood these days. It's the video gaming industry. Isn't that right, James? Absolutely. Uh, we all know I'm a Big hardcore game head, so this is a real thrill for me. So he's an indie game designer, and his name, let's all welcome him together, is Bryn Potty. Hey. Hi, Bryn. Hey. Great to meet you, man. It's good to meet you, too. I'm uh, really excited to announce my Kickstarter for my new project, and, uh, you know, I heard my neighbor had a podcast, and I was like, I'm in. That's all you. Li- so you live in the building, right? I live next door, yeah. I always hear you gaming, and uh, I hear the beeps and boops and the fun music from video games, which I love. That's a lie. You're kissing his ass, Mike. You don't know video games at all. I know a little bit. I know Castlevania. All right. Is that still a game? Yeah. It never stops being a game, no. In your face, James. <laughs> anyway, so, Bryn, you were, you were saying you started a Kickstarter to raise money to, like, so you're developing a game. I'm developing a game sort of by myself at home. Um, you know, so I've started to Kickstarter to get the money to continue to live while I right. uh, produce the game. Not dissimilar from your Patreon situation. Very exactly, cool. yeah. So uh, are you saying that we're uh, rivals here? We're all fighting for the same uh, the same money? <laughs> yeah. I. Oh, okay. I, I don't see it that way. I was going to say it's a little bit different. But, well, he's uh, got a point. There's only so much money in the world. So almost, if you think about it, everybody with a job is kind of your enemy. Anybody getting any money, you should be trying, be trying to get that, because that's money you're not getting in your pocket. I guess you're right. Yeah, think about it mm, that way. That's anyway. a good way to look at the world, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Brent, like, what's this game about? Is it, uh, you know, a Call of Duty shooter thing? Or it's, is it- it's more of a hack and slash metroidvania with some rpg elements um (laughs) it's like uh metroid just hearing that word i'm sorry to interrupt that brings me back oh my yeah that's a great game my metroid days were among the happiest in my life always fun to explore a planet by yourself 
Yes. <laughs> no one else there to tell you what to do. No. Yeah. And if you get in trouble, you're also, uh, you know, got to figure it out alone. So. Yeah, absolutely. The Metroid, if you don't know, it's you, you land your spaceship on an empty planet with a bunch of aliens, and you go through the planet and kill all these aliens. It's yep. similar to the movie Alien. Right. Yep. Uh, the <laughs> A big defining feature of that genre is that you collect items that open up new areas, and then it all starts all over again, and you keep exploring the planet alone. Uh, so the game that I'm developing, it's kind of a play on super mario in a way the classic because you are trying to save a princess in my game uh from herself Hmm. because she keeps dating mean jocks instead of nice boys like you oh that's wonderful i don't know about that i it's i think it's it's high time we had a game like this that uh has a really important social uh point to make but what's sorry brand i interrupted you no, please. I was just going to say, what's the social point? If you're a beautiful princess, you should not date uh, who you want to? Yeah. I think people overlook the fact that men who play video games are nice men, and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they deserve to date whoever they want. Well, I mean, okay. within reason. Within I mean, reason. Yeah. And let's face it. Okay, look. Let's be real here. I'm a jock. I'm a buff guy. Well, waist up. Very thin legs, but the steroids has taken care of the upper body quite well. And I'm with a couple of nerds here. I mean, is it safe to say that? Mm. Oh, Mike, you are not a jock. You I, are a nerd. I don't identify as a nerd, though. So, Bryn, am I right here? There's nerds and there's jocks. Am I right? <sighs> yeah. And I'm a jock. And you, yeah, I think you guys are nerds. So I can understand why this concept appeals to you guys. But to me, as a jock, I'm thinking, get this nerd's ass. Uh, you know, in, in a video game, I don't want to see the nerd winning. I want to see me winning, you know? So for me, I'm not sure about this concept. You're more of a Madden guy? I'm all about Madden. Uh, any game where the soundtrack is EDM. Uh, you know, Call of Duty, um, weightlifting games. Is, uh, is the soundtrack of Madden EDM these days? Absolutely. Skrillex. Because I can't imagine John Madden going to a, you know, three-day EDM festival <laughs> and having a very good time. And I'm sorry if that offends anyone out there. Mr. Madden. Well, you don't himself. know a damn thing about football because trust me, that guy was a raver to the core. You're telling me John Madden goes to a EDM festival and yep. downs a bunch of of Molly and just goes goes nuts? I doubt that very much. Well, that is part of the game in Madden 2019 is that you play as John Madden and go to an EDM festival. So there's no football at all. Well, it's an unlockable mini game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Games are much bigger than just, you know, throw a football now, Mike. It's 20 friggin' 18, you know? Yeah. Like, and also, John Madden may no longer be with us. I'm not sure about this. Oh, he but... very much is with us. Oh, okay. How You know that? I think he is with us. You don't know this? Well, whatever. Hopefully he is. Well. But I never, I never pegged him as a raver or even anyone who... I never pegged him as a guy who even liked any music with synths. To me, he was a with guy synths? with synths. I, did, I, I don't even think John Madden would have liked, uh, you know, early 80s new wave music. Human I, bl- League, I don't believe that, yeah. Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. He probably hated that stuff. <laughs> He's pr- I, I picture him as a straight-up CCR yep. kind of guy. He's a fat old man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he sees a DJ, in my mind, he'd probably be like, what is that guy doing? Uh, does he even know how to play a real instrument? No, you guys are wrong. 
If you've ever seen uh, like um, paparazzi photos of John Madden when he's at home and not in the studio, he has that haircut where the side of his head is shaved. And it's like part like Skrillex, you know, the side of his head is shaved and then it's kind of long on the other side. Yeah. He's got like a, um, uh, what do you call that, uh, clothespin through one of his ears. Really? Oh, yeah. He's like super, super like counterculture, you know. Um, he was big into Madchester, like in the 80s. I didn't 80s. know that. Yeah, like. Those, uh, that big baggy clothing? Yep. Happy Mondays and Acid new House. old. Uh, yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, it just kept going from there. And yeah, he's he's a really current guy. That's why they kicked him off the of TV. Yeah, you're right. He was just yeah, he was getting too too wild for NFL fans, I guess, they, who didn't want to hear about the Happy Mondays. Yeah, that that was the first shot fired in the culture war of the NFL was getting rid of John Madden for being too into rave culture. <laughs> See, n- never uh, say that we don't we don't teach you anything, listeners. We do, but we have also gone far off track from. I believe you were uh, describing your new video game, and next thing we know, we're talking about John Madden at the Hacienda in Manchester, nineteen eighty nine. Twenty four hour party, people. Manchester, John Madden edition. <laughs> oh yeah, great flick. So, um, the game. Yes. You're rescuing a princess from herself. Yeah. So, like, part of one of the levels is, like, you'll inception yourself into her mind, and you've got to, like, beat up a bunch of jocks. Like, uh, who live in her mind. They live in her mind because she's always thinking about jocks she wants to date. Shit. And you have to beat them up so you're the last guy in her mind, the only person she's thinking about. Sort of like Double Dragon or River City Ransom style. So you killed her mind jocks. (laughs) Yeah. In her brain. I love it. So this is like a classic nerd strategy. Hopefully, I'll be the only man left and then you'll date me, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> now you mentioned you mentioned it's sort of inspired by or similar to super mario brothers so my question is the hero italian american uh, it's a cust- it's a customizable avatar mm. you can spend a lot so if you want them to be italian american because can... i do okay great i um, do want them to be italian american the, the first thing you do when you start making your avatar is pick what country he's from right and then from there you pick height weight Etc. Can you pick the? Now this is a sensitive question. Can you pick the intelligence level of the uh, of the character? <laughs> you have to answer a series of questions at the beginning, and so his that assesses your intelligence, right? And that will translate to the intelligence level of the character. Excellent, I love it. Although he really does just jump and climb ladders, so. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, does that really affect anything, or is it just the satisfaction of knowing? Oh, this. Can he Character read? Is smart. It's it's really just so that other people playing online can see how intelligent you are. Right. I suppose if you win the game with a dumb character, you're kind of owning other players who who, who won with the smart one. Like, look at you guys. You you won with yeah. with Stephen Hawking. I, here I am winning with Tony Danza. Well, I think just it's important though to have a very smart character because these jocks, those are the dumb ones in my mind. And I, I'd love to see a smart man with maybe like a little graduation cap climbing inside the mind of the princess and murdering um, the, the mind jocks in there. <laughs> Mike, it's a new age, you know. It's not the 80s when, oh, nerds are the smart ones. Now it's like nerds are, the, are back to being losers. And jocks are, if anything, the cool ones now. Hmm. LeBron, hello. 
Yeah, I agree with, with LeBron. Yeah. Um, yeah. You Colin know. Kaepernick as well. Yes. Colin Kaepernick, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to... I mean, jocks have gotten a lot better recently, for sure. They're but, on the upswing. There's yeah. no doubt about it. And that's why a game like this needs to come out now. Because... Well, nerds are being threatened by jocks again, and it's up to <laughs> it's up to an in- enterprising young video game developer to set things right. Yes, back to where it was a couple years ago, where everyone thought nerds were fine, and that we should just be allowed to run the entertainment industry. Yeah. Well, remember those movies, Nerds or Revenge of the Nerds or whatever the hell yes. that was called. Maybe there needs to be a reboot. Who, if we could do a dream casting session right here, they reboot. Revenge of the Nerds. But the culture has changed since the 80s. Mm-hmm. Who are our dream actors that we would have in the reboot of Revenge of the Nerds? Ooh, instead of Anthony Edwards? and uh... I would say Channing Tatum would be a good nerd. Oh, no, he wouldn't. He's the hottest man in the world. Have you seen his ass? Yes, I've seen Channing Tatum's ass. Well, he's <laughs> hot. He's not a nerd. Struck me as nerdy. We've all seen. We've all seen Hail Caesar. Yes. I haven't seen that. His ass is in there. Yeah. Uh, James doesn't like the Coen brothers. He can't follow the movies. No, it's too confusing. Um, Who would you want to cast in a, in a reboot of, of Revenge of the Nerds, Brent? Uh, Kevin Hart. Oh, that would be wonderful. No, Kevin Hart. Because he could turn to the camera and do a little stand-up every now and then in yeah. the movie. Put some glasses on him. He's short. Yes. All right, let me think here. Who would be a good nerd? How about uh, Eddie Redmayne? Right. Isn't he the guy? Isn't he that British actor? He, no, was in, he was in the Danish Girl and he was in like he Jupiter played Stephen Ascending, Hawking. Played Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Yes. That guy could be. I mean, he's he might be a bit serious for this movie, but maybe, the, you know, you need somebody to carry the acting scenes. Right? Absolutely. Eddie Redmayne. Um, How about um, now? Here are some left field suggestions. Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman. They could be like the old, uh, the old nerds who are like handing down uh, some like nerd, you know, wisdom. So it t- it would take place in a retirement home instead of a college. I love it. So it'd be like a bunch of retired nerds at the end of their lives looking back on what they've learned. Morgan, these jocks are causing a lot of problems for us. We've got to take care of them. That's my Michael Caine impression. I so love it. Would there also be very old jocks? Oh, yes. Great point. John Madden. John Madden should be in there for sure. <laughs> Imagine John Madden putting like uh, 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 saran wrap over the old folks' home toilet just before Michael Caine goes in. <laughs> and then you, you see a smirk on his face as some like rave music plays uh, on the soundtrack. You know, um, he's passed away, but if he was alive, he'd be a great jock. Dom de Louise. Oh, because yes. it'd be like he was buff forty years ago, but it kind of all you know turned into weight. Oh, you should have seen me back in the day. I was <laughs> quite buff. <laughs> that was not a very good Dom. De that Louise, was good. I don't. That was really yeah. good, actually. Well, you're just saying that because you're my landlord. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. Uh, who are some other old people? Who's an old lady who could be a nerd? Dame Judy Dench. I uh, thought you were going to say Dame Edna. Oh. oh. I would love to see Dame Edna in this movie. Yeah, she needs a new vehicle. Yeah. One last hit. What's her thing? She's she's Australian. She's Australian and, and Hello, she's like... Hello, possums! I'm a nerd! <laughs> she could say at the top of the movie. 
But what is her? What is the thing she does? She does like stage shows. I don't. One woman shows and has had several TV shows in her career. And uh, Dame Edna, Dame Edna Everidge, which is the way you would say the word average if you had an Australian accent. So it was a spoof on the average Australian housewife wow, in the 1920s when it first started. That's funny. There's a statue of Dame Edna somewhere in Australia. She's average. Dame Edna average. Yeah. Wow. Is does Dame Edna come up a lot in gaming circles or gaming discussion? <laughs> I would love to see a Dame Edna game. That's a good idea. Uh, you know, um, she could be in one of those games. That, <laughs> she could be on one of those uh, games that they advertise on uh, Pornhub. That's like you won't last ten seconds playing five seconds. The Dame, the Dame Edna. Anyway. I would love to see that game. How much have you received on your Kickstarter so far, and how much do you need? I need fifty thousand dollars. Whoa, to get through the next month or so. Um, That's a lot, man. We're just trying to get 100 on Patreon. 50,000? Well, I mean, I got to buy a computer. Oh, you don't have... So wait, you're a game designer. You don't have a computer right now. It's a pretty old one that I've got. I need a a good one. Um, Fair enough. Wow. You know, I need to hire voice actors to play all these jocks. Right. uh, Such as, you know, John Madden. (laughs) Um, doesn't Michael Caine, yeah, yeah, no, they they don't work for scale for sure. Um, and you know, there's a lot that I need to do. So if you give like ten thousand uh, dollars, I will model the character after you. It'll look like a 16-bit version of you of the hero. Yeah. Oh, wonderful! Wow. So so right now, this is all just an idea in your head. I have. A lot of notebooks full of ideas for this and like mm. drawings of levels on graph paper. I'd love to see some <laughs> of that stuff sometime. I can't believe you don't have a computer. I feel like everybody has a computer now. Yeah, even I have one. Yeah. What well, do, you, do you go to internet cafes a lot? Yeah, I use my phone for most computing needs. Mm. Usually I'll, I'll go to the library if I need to print something off. So you don't have like formal training in video game design. You're just a guy who thought up this idea where nerds fight these jocks and you don't have a computer. Yeah. Oh, I I mean, yeah, that's pretty well where I'm at. I do have a um I've got an Xbox 360. Oh. Okay. Uh so I do play a lot of games from a couple years ago and you can still get some games on their eShop or whatever it is. <laughs> so okay. good enough know. for me. <laughs> It's wonderful. I mean, it's um, you seem to really know your stuff in the like you're a video game historian. If I'm yeah, not, if, I, I also I've got a YouTube channel where I del- do deep dives into uh, to video games past. They're okay. usually about you know two to three hours long. I'll discuss things like uh, Punch Out or like um, mm. Earthworm Jim Two. Oh, I remember for, that game. I again, there's a, I've got a video on YouTube where I play it and discuss it for three and a half solid hours that sounds wonderful so as soon as you get that money you're gonna get yourself a computer and you're gonna be on well on the road and you're learning how to code i'll take some classes with the money too right yeah and uh do you have any have you raised anything yet uh yeah i got about 30 of the forty thousand dollars thirty thousand yeah 
it's just about it's just the last ten grand I need now. So wow, I'm hoping that this podcast will put me over the hump. Damn, how'd you get? Who's giving you thirty thousand dollars? I mean, a lot of my patreons uh, for my YouTube channel where I discuss these games for hours oh, at a time. So you have a following as like a retro video game guy. Yeah, and I like I stream on uh, Twitch as well, and people are really getting into me on there. That's so, awesome. Oh, that reminds me, James is also a bit of a streamer. Um, but he doesn't go on Twitch and he doesn't go on YouTube. He is a cam boy. Well, you're and wrong there because I get naked on Twitch as well. What? Yeah. I get naked on Twitch, like cam sites, wherever, man. Money's money. <laughs> yeah. I've seen him naked playing a uh, Mario and Rabbids kingdom battle. <laughs> what? That's disgusting. That's not the way you're supposed to play that game. Well, you can play it any damn way you like. And that's how I want to play it. Book naked. That's true. It's uh, you know, it's. It's a game where you can leisurely take your time during the the battle, so you can get a couple strokes in between. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> between that's shots. right because it's a turn based game, so you have yeah you don't have to rush clicking the buttons. You get to think everything through and yeah, give yourself a wank. And the 2019 Grammy for Best Stand-Up Comedy Album goes to James Hartnett for Get Bent. I did it! I did it, baby! I'm the best stand-up comedian in the world! Anyone who doubted me can kiss my ass! Oh yeah, you're only booing because you're jealous! Hi, I'm James Hartnett, and what you just heard is my prediction for what will happen next year. Because I have just released a stand-up comedy album called Get Bent. It's a 43-minute whirlwind where I cover everything from eclipses to my uncle in northern England to what it might be like to eat a gazelle. So that's Get Bent by James Hartnett, available on iTunes or wherever you download your music. How dare you! I am basically a god! Did you guys see that article about Chevy Chase this week? <laughs> he's looking good. <laughs> there was a picture of him, and he's he's healthier these days because he he lost a bunch of weight. He stopped drinking. He's looking he's looking very handsome. Yeah, he's kind of like fully bald on the top, long hair on the sides, down past the ears. Sort of a Benjamin Franklin kind of look. Yeah, yeah. Um, head like an anvil. Yeah. Um, you know, I love it. I think yes, he he's he's who does he remind me of? Um um Julio Iglesias yes, or some, someone aging like, really, really like well. A silver yeah. fox kind of yes. kind of guy. And there's one picture in that article, I think it was um the Washington Post, uh where he was interviewed, where there was just a picture of him sitting at the piano. And I it was one of those times where I was like, mm. if only we could hear what's happening in this picture. Because imagine sitting sitting in Chevy Chase's living room and just listening to him tinkle those ivories. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Oh, that would be great. You know, hear his opinions on things. Yeah. He'd be a good video game, the Chevy Chase game. You know, you, level one, berate your co-workers on your show. You know, level two. Uh, do a lot of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Level Level three. Beg Lorne Michaels to let you host SNL again, even though you're about to walk your daughter down the down the aisle for her wedding, which is actually what happened. What? What? Yeah. Oh. Chevy Chase. I do think there should be more video games about unfairly maligned Hollywood men. Yes. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. It could be a sequel to your first game. Yeah, after the hero of the first game beats up all the brain jocks, some liberal wackos have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. He needs to apologize, and then game Mm. two is him getting back in with the... Doing doing the full Mel Gibson, you know, getting oh, back yeah. in everyone's good graces. So would part of the game be a number of years where the character has to spend sort of under the radar, and you get points uh, for just sort of dropping off the face of the earth for a few years before making a comeback in the same way that Mel Gibson has done? Yeah, there would be a couple levels of just you have to avoid... Any kind of you just just watch your character sit in a room by himself, and, and I think it should be real time too. So a day in the game is a day in real life, you know, like Tamagotchi, right? Or Yamagotchi or whatever that was called. Just like Mel Gibson, the video game. It could be anyone, but like using him as a as an example, a game for him uh, from the moment where he got in trouble for being uh, sexist and anti-Semitic to a cop. Uh, he would have to literally take 10 years of just sitting in a room in real time in the video game before he grows a beard and re- uh, reemerges. <laughs> That'd be fun. That would be really fun. Plus, it's... he's Australian, so he could watch a lot of... Aussie Rules football. Dame Edna. I'm oh, Dame say. Edna. Sorry. Yeah. And Aussie Rules, I guess. Oh, it And maybe mean... his father, who's very religious, could also visit him in the game. Well, you know, Mike, I'm surprised you have an issue with Mel because he made The Passion. Passion of the Christ. He did. With the uh, and I remember seeing an interview with Mel and he and he was saying that a lot of weird things happened during filming. Here's one. The lead actor's name is Jim Cav Cavizel. Cavizel. <laughs> what are those initials, by the way? Jace J C J C He also I think got struck by lightning or something during filming. Jim Cavizel or Mel Gibson? Jim. Something oh, okay. like that. Something hmm. happened. Anyway, people were really like, what's going on? And God may have been like, God's probably up in heaven going, do, 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 do. Oh, hey, they're filming a movie about Jesus. Oh, that's kind of neat. I'll give him a little lightning strike. Boop. You know? You think God was going to kill the star no, of a movie about Jesus? No, it was just Jesus? to let him know, hey, I'm watching. I could be wrong about that <laughs> lightning strike thing. That was like a warning shot that he fired? No, I think he more meant it like a little, hey, guys, good movie. Keep it up. Can't wait till it comes out. Right? Like he's a fan? All right. Do you think that God um, perceives the universe as like a video game? <laughs> like he's playing it, like he's sitting in his big easy chair up in heaven and, you know, has maybe a can of uh, monster energy drink on his left, mm. maybe a bowl of chips on the right, and he has a controller and he's just like playing the universe and we're, you know, all part of that game. Do you think that's true? We're all just NPCs and his... Uh... In his GTA Five, oh, and NPC non-playable character. It's just throwing in some industry terms. Oh, well, as get- a guy who is very much in the industry, I love that. Well, hell, this is an interesting thing. You guys know Elon, Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. He, oh, here we go. He theorizes. Okay, get this. He thinks if technology keeps going as it's going, right, um, we're going to be able to simulate a universe, right? Everything will be simulated and. If that happens, there will probably be, you know, an, an, an incredible amount of simulated universes. So, so if that's true, odds are 
we're probably in a sim- we're probably a simulated you know we're probably simulated we're probably in a simulated universe i mean when a computer guy is like the whole world is a computer simulation is that the same as like oh a shoemaker who's like the whole world is a shoe it's just his job that he thinks everyone uh, cares about is that a common thing i don't know but if you ask me the whole world is a shoe all right papa you took a very you made an ethnic choice well, you made an ethnic choice for I that shoemaker. That. I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that. He was Italian? Yes. It. In this in this <laughs> fantasy I made. Yes, I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that. But it's, I don't know. You just think of a European shoemaker. That's all I, that's why I did that. But before we, uh, I feel like James and I have strangely monopolized <laughs> the conversation today. <laughs> I want to hear a little bit more from you about your uh, path and your journey through video games. When did you first discover them, and uh, how did you get to where you are today? My path through video games is like, started with NES, went to SNES, Ooh, then me too. PS1, not N64, Ooh. and then to uh, PS2, 360, Wow! and uh, that's, where I, that's where I am with it now. I can just picture the listeners getting very excited from hearing about that it's like a forrest gump kind of story where i was involved in every major <laughs> iteration yeah you were there you're you're living history in a way i'm surprised you stopped at xbox 360 because that was like yeah 10 years ago wasn't it it's last gen i haven't jumped onto this current gen do you guys want to hear my beautiful story of video game system i would love to <sighs> okay regular nintendo mm-hmm. super nintendo okay Maybe the best system ever. <laughs> Nintendo 64. Panjo-Kazooie, Pilot Wings. Then PlayStation 2. I didn't play video games for a while. Hmm. Then I didn't play video games for a while again. Then Wii. Then PlayStation 3. Then PlayStation 4. Great. Mike, what's your story? <laughs> I once played Mortal Kombat and it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> and I never, I haven't really played anything since then. Touche, touche. Scared me. Bryn, what are your favorite all-time games? Oh, yeah. Um, there's a, a Japanese game where you shout at women and then their clothes fly off. That <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, really, <laughs> I'm really into currently. Now, that sounds, a very, that sounds very different from, I mean, if I, we think of the first video game made, Pong, right? <laughs> very simple. Yep, it's ping pong. Two paddles and a ball. Next thing you know, a few years later, there's a game where you shout at women and their clothes fly off. No one could have seen that coming. It's Who, a different culture over there. Right. Hmm. No, but it's a good point, Mike. Like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, really, uh, it's, it's really gone in crazy directions. Is there a... Well, because like with movies, right? It's like first there's like a little rocket flying into the moon and he looks sad. He looks sad, yeah. And then now you've got hardcore pornography. Which is arguably sort of similar. <laughs> what do you mean? That means there's a lot of face... Uh, the Things face uh, figures heavily in... <laughs> I mean, that was the first uh, time a face got dirty. <laughs> that Lumiere Brothers film where the rocket hit the moon. Oh. And then a dirty face is a popular motif in uh, adult movies so i've heard (laughs) the more things change the more they stay the same i guess we're saying here is there an opposite version of that japanese game where maybe women can yell at a man and his suit flies off just so (sighs) i mean 
I don't know. Like they tried to make one like that, but uh, the gamer gator community got involved and uh, right. stopped that from uh, stopped that before it kind of strangled it in the cradle. Where would we be without those cool dudes, the Gamergate dudes? <laughs> Again, unfairly maligned. Yeah, group of good guys. I didn't pick up on this at the beginning of our conversation, but yeah, I am sensing a bit of a uh, sort of an agenda uh, with you here, but uh, not not necessarily one that I agree with. But uh, you know, just before we go, where do you think uh, video games are headed? I think we're going to go into like a VR space where you personally can yell at a woman and her clothes her clothes will fly off. So VR technology going forward, I think, do you think there'll be hologram games? I don't see why not, yeah. I mean, I I think you'll be able to, like, date a hologram, and, you know, that'll be a game in itself. That'd be cool. But once we start dating holograms and robots, like, are we going to have real relationships? Like, Mike, take Mike, for example. You're never going to, like, probably meet a nice woman like um, you you end up with a robot or a hologram i am not going to date a hologram why not or a robot it's i wasn't raised that way there's a really unfair stigma against people who date holograms right right imagine you had a daughter and she comes home like oh i'm bringing my boyfriend home for dinner mm-hmm. uh to meet you mm-hmm. and then she shows up and who she have their hologram roy orbison and you're like oh my daughter's dating hologram roy orbison well, I mean, Roy Orbison's a little old. He, which adds, that, makes it extra creepy. Well, that would be the concern, would be the age gap, not the hologram. I agree. That would be what, that would, what would get me riled up. And you'd say, like, take your glasses off, dude. And he'd be like, no. <laughs> There's nothing behind them. Yeah. No, you know what? I, I, I'd be creeped out that what's this, you know, old hologram doing putting his old hologram hands on my friggin' daughter but if she came home with a nice hologram a jonathan taylor thomas circa 2000 hologram i'd be like well how about it great remember that guy's haircut though yeah i had that back believe it or not i had that back in the day <laughs> did you yeah sort of the center part uh yeah the long at the back <laughs> uh brenda if you ever had any wacky haircuts <laughs> no, I do not now, nor have I ever had an unusual haircut. Me neither. I've always been a straight ahead. But surprised, Mike, that you would be the one to have the wacky haircut out of the three of us because you're the most straight laced. Well, I had. I went through a phase where I. It's when uh, I guess how old would I have been? Twelve or thirteen, and I just decided to to grow the Jonathan Taylor Thomas style hair. Mm. Because all my male friends did. We all did. We used to travel around as a pack, <laughs> raising hell together. Was he the home improvement son that you identified with? Uh, yes. Yeah. Him and Jill. <laughs> I love Jill. <laughs> you know what I thought was friggin' weird? All three of those boys all had that haircut at the same time in that show. It was creepy somehow. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? They all had that long hair. They went in weird directions with their haircuts as the show went on, though. Because, yeah. like, I remember Brad had, like... Is Brad the blonde? Yeah. Mm. He had, like, entirely shaved, like, all around except for the top and also a ponytail at one point. Oh, and God. And then the youngest one was goth for a while, <laughs> I too. I remember that. Yeah. Do you remember the season where Tim, the Toolman Taylor, had dreads? Because they were always doing interesting stuff with the haircuts on that show, as have you as you guys have discussed. But do you remember that season? No, I don't remember that. And then Wilson, he had a flat top. <laughs> oh my God! T- t- home improvement, 
brilliant, right? Pamela Anderson got her start on that show. Mm-hmm. Also, a video game for Super Nintendo, bringing it all around. Are you kidding me? There, uh, that that is real. There was one of those. Oh my god! I Could would you love do one of your that. famous, um, where you talk through a video game right now, just from memory of the home improvement game, just for for me and the listeners and for James? Hmm. All right. Um, okay, so you have to take Randy to the doctor. You are <laughs> so- Tim. You you are Tim. You and Randy are walking down the street. A lot of like basic street side scrollery stuff: jumping over things, climbing ladders, falling yeah, just down like on the show. <laughs> just like on the show. You eat a pizza. It gives you powers. You get to the doctor. Um, you know, Randy has to undergo some tests. <laughs> You're not Poor sure, Randy. Not sure what's it's much more go- serious than I expected. <laughs> it's based on the episode where. Randy might have cancer. Do you guys remember that one? No. Well, that's that's a real one too, where he and they use that one to base uh, a game on. <laughs> yeah, it's the most. It's one of the most popular episodes, so they went with that one. It was either that one or the one where Bob Vila and <laughs> Bob Vila and Al have a contest where they smell wood. Oh yeah! Wow, I don't remember that one. Al though, remember him. It's yep. also crazy that Home Improvement launched the career of Richard Karn. Yeah, he Al. went on to be in a couple of the Airbud spinoffs. I yeah, think. it's crazy. Yeah, and it's that weird because at, at the time, Tim Allen was the biggest star. Yeah. Yet now, Richard Karn has like totally eclipsed Tim Allen. <laughs> I would say <laughs> he's much bigger. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like Richard Karn, Tara Noah Smith has also really. And who is take, that? Who's he was that? the littlest kid, the one who went goth. Oh, right. What's what's his name? Taryn Noah Smith. Okay. So yeah, he's friggin' huge. To get back to the game, mm-hmm. what part does Wilson play? Is he like the boss at the end that you have to kill? Or? Yeah, he, he's like just his face over the fence, like comes up, oh. and that's when you have to like throw hammers at it. You know what would be cool if his wow. face came up over the fence and it's a robot body underneath. Wait, Wilson has a human face and a robot body. Well, like it's a disguise. He's a robot the whole time. Oh, you know that would be sick. And then he comes out and shoots lasers at you, and you have to k- kill him. Would he continue to spout sort of like homegrown wisdom, mm. like homespun wisdom, while he's like trying to destroy you? Yeah, like well, Tim, bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And then he fl- flings a ninja star at you. <laughs> that that would be wonderful. And scary. Well, that's another one, another one to develop once this uh, brain jock one is done. If we can get their licensing rights to home improvement, which it shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> yeah, shows once they know you have a computer, <laughs> yeah. I bet they won't be able to turn you down. Yeah, shows I think are usually pretty cool about that. You can kind of use their likeness and name willy nilly. Really, yeah. People say step by step all the time. Yeah, when they're describing processes and things, and yeah. no one from the show step by step has any problem with it. Nope. Yeah, that's a great point. Remember that would be a good video game too. Remember that nerd? It was like Family Matters had the best nerd of all time, Urkel, Steve Urkel. Yeah, yeah. and then Step by Step had their own nerd. Do you remember that? It was a little blonde kid, and he sucked. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna have a nerd character and he's not gonna like invent things, then it's like, what is the point What's of having that point? guy there? Yeah, like that nerd had no reason to live. Yeah. On step by step. It's not true. at all. Urkel, he had his thing that turned him into Bruce Lee and um Stefan, of course. Stefan. And he had love. He had love. You know what? I think that Urkel, like obviously he was a sensation, then he was like, you know, hated. 
I think it's come around full circle. I bet if we rewatched a Family Matters, and Urkel would be funny again. Um, you know, uh, a real recommendation if you look it up. There's a really good clip on YouTube of uh, the character Urkel rapping about why you should give the cops your guns. Really, and from the end of an episode where uh, Laura's friend got shot, and uh, so Urkel saved serious? the day by. They got serious every now and again. There was a PSA of Steve Urkel rapping about gun amnesty. Yeah, because the the police has a thing where you can give them your guns and they'll no questions asked. And to get someone to do it, Urkel raps about it. Imagine being in a gang and you see this and then you go to the police station and you're like, I'd like to turn this in. They're like, okay, why? And they're like, I because of Urkel. <laughs> or even today, if you did it in 2018. Yeah, here you go. Back then, it would have been one thing, but yeah. I watched that Urkel video on YouTube and it changed my ways. Another good Urkel rap. Um, there's the uh, VHS tape they showed in school growing up about uh, getting real about AIDS with um, with Magic Johnson and uh, uh, Arsenio Hall. Okay. And, is uh, Urkel in it? Urkel raps about abstinence in that oh video. Oh, God. So he's an abstinence advocate, not a, like, uh, condom and... Uh, well, there's there, a lot of people talk about condoms in it. Right. Uh, but, uh, but not Urkel. Not Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He raps about abstinence. I wonder uh, how Magic Johnson felt when he watched the finished version of the Urkel abstinence rap. <laughs> wonder if he had any feelings about it, one way or another. Wow. Well, he said, cut, print. Let's put it in the tape. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Did he, I wonder, well, I'll have to watch the rap, but I'm wondering if he uh, talked about what? That because making love is a, is part of, like, I don't know, the sanctity of marriage? <laughs> yeah, uh, was he like, wait till marriage or just never he, have sex? He, Urkel, personally wasn't ready and, like... If you're not ready, don't feel pressured that you have to. Well, right. okay, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the video is called, uh, it's called Time Out, where uh, Magic Johnson and um, Arsenio Hall take a time out to get real about what AIDS means. <laughs> <laughs> so one man literally had been diagnosed with HIV. The other was Jaleel White, dressed up and playing the character Steve Urkel. And they were doing a little, a little skit. Well, that's good. <laughs> Thinking of Steve Urkel's attitude towards premarital sex reminds me of a local Ontario politician who's also, he, he, he's like the white Urkel, Sam Oosterhof. Mm-hmm. Now, for our non-Ontario listeners, uh, Sam Oosterhof is a member of provincial parliament. Um, it's like working for the state, I guess, mm-hmm. if you're in America. And he made history as the youngest MPP in Ontario because he was elected at the age of 19. He's 21 now, and he... Uh, he is famously, uh, I think, an abstinence-only advocate. He is anti-gay uh, rights, and he's uh, he's pro-life. So he, he's like the white Urkel. I don't know if I want to attribute being pro-life to Urkel. <laughs> right, fair enough. Does he rap about uh, when <laughs> when human life begins? <laughs> I think there's a Family Matters episode where he does, yeah. Right. I think, well, Stefan Urkel is famously pro-life, but Urkel... <laughs> Is pro-choice. Interesting. Oh, so Stefan was sort of a right winger, huh? And Urkel was on the left. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting to see where where people fall on the political spectrum. Carl probably voted Republican. 
Yeah, Carl Winslow. Yeah. Well, dad. he's a cop. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He would have hated the protesters and all that. <laughs> yeah. Right? He's a Chicago cop. He doesn't yeah. have. Uh... Do you think that Sam Oosterhoff has the equivalent of a like Stefan? Like, if he eats something, like, how did Steve Urkel <laughs> turn into Stefan? How did it happen? He had a machine. So, do you think Sam Oosterhoff, <laughs> MPP, twenty-one years old, has a machine <laughs> that turns him into someone cool? I think it's. I mean, it's possible. It's always interesting when you're a teenager and extremely right wing. Like, yeah, I'm sure you're not, you know, suppressing anything or hiding mm-hmm. any deep dark desires because, uh, and it's coming out by being super uptight about the, everything. I think you're probably right. Um, Usteroff, yeah. What would Usteroff's alter ego be? Um, be like a really cool guy who like dates a lot. Ooster Hasselhoff. Oh. oh, yes. He goes from Oosterhoff to Ooster Hasselhoff. This would be a wonderful subject for a video game. It's set in Sam Oosterhoff's apartment, and you press the machine, and he turns in, like a lightning bolt goes into him, and then he turns into David Hasselhoff or Sam Ooster Hasselhoff. Yeah. And he's got a leather jacket. Sort of like Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah. And you got to go out and like get some action. Yeah. And then you. You have a time limit for when he transforms back into a nerd. Oh, I hope it doesn't happen during the date. You gotta seal the deal in in an hour or so. I'm turning back into Sam (laughs) Oosterhoff. That's just Uh, like a sample of some of the dialogue that could be in the game. Can I get the tape of that for when I'm making the game? Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. Well, um, should we uh, take a break here and we have a little game to play? Do you have time to play a little short five-minute game? I love games. Of course. Uh, Duh. Right. Okay. Well, we'll take a short break and we'll come right back. Welcome back to the pod mess. We're here with Bryn Potty, video game developer. Hello. And uh, it's time for our final segment of the podcast, our most beloved segment. goes viral every time. And, of course, I'm talking about the game. It's time for the game, the game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral, and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. This week's game is going to be very fun, and it's related to your area of expertise, video games. And this game is called The Landlord and Tenant Podmas Presents. If I could bring any video game character from the history of video games to life, I would choose this one. Very, very fun. Capiche, everyone? Everyone got it? I, I think we've got it here. So who should go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay. If no one Great. writes. Oh, absolutely not. If I could bring any video game character to life from the entire history of video games, oh, just, just hearing myself say that, it's a lot of pressure. But I think I would bring to life Kirby. Remember Kirby? Oh, yeah, the pink floating... Little pink pillow man. Pillow man, yeah. He's a little, I think he's a little boy. I don't know, actually. Anyway, I'd bring him to life somehow. Um, and we would hang out, and we'd like eat, you know, eat food together, and I'd just sleep on him because <laughs> he's like a pillow, like a cloud. 
But it wouldn't it be a bit disturbing if, if you really imagine seeing this giant floating pink thing in the house? Mm, I, I don't think it would be okay. disturbing, All no. Right. Plus, enough. he takes on the attributes of whatever he eats, I believe, is his thing, too. True. So you would have to be careful with what stuff you guys were eating together and what restaurants you were going to and stuff. Great right. point. Well, I'm thinking of pizza and uh, Thai food. So he'd take on the... Uh, the traits of pizza. <laughs> uh, but I hope he doesn't eat me, is the only thing. He would take on your traits if he did. He would assume my oh, powers. He'd start punching holes in the walls. Oh, no. Uh, I would hate for Kirby to eat me, first of all, because I'd be dead. But also, Kirby would, yeah, take on some of my less... Anger issues. Well, yes. Mm. Very interesting. But he'd be your tenant. Imagine trying to collect rent from Kirby once a month. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's a... You know, a truly a, a wild idea. All right. Well, why don't I go with uh, my video game character? Um, and if I could bring any video game character to life, I would have to say, I think I would choose Yoshi the Dinosaur. Remember oh. Yoshi from Mario Brothers? Yeah, it seems like a friendly sort. Seems like a friendly sort. But think about it. That's a friggin' dinosaur with a tongue that flies out, sticks to something, and he eats it. And I'm just saying, if I had that that dinosaur who would be loyal to me, and I had him, and he had the he had that tongue, I could destroy anybody I wanted. Yeah, what? absolutely. If you were riding on him, I think he yeah. punches him in the head to make him stick he his does. tongue out. Yeah, you hit him in the head, so and then violent. his tongue flies out, and he eats anything. He seems friendly in the game, but imagine the power that that dinosaur would give you if you had that in the real world. So you would use this dinosaur just to kill your enemies? Yes. A hundred percent. If you had a dinosaur, okay. Sorry, just... truly yeah, unstoppable. Absolutely, Bryn. Uh For me, if I could bring any video game character to life, it would be Carmen Sandiego. Oh, oh yes. Well, she's been around the world. <laughs> no, please, <laughs> keep... from New York to Carolina, <laughs> Rockefeller. Yeah, Rockefeller. How? No. Yeah, I think it's Rockapella. Yeah. How far in the song can you go? Oh, see. I think, okay. Well, she's been around the world from New York to Carolina. Done. <laughs> I think I, I think, okay, wait for this. Well, she's been around the world from New York to Carolina. She's a sticky-fingered something from Milan down to Belize. Sticky-fingered? Something like that. Yeah, She'll she take you on a ride on a slow boat in China. Tell me where... In the world as Carmen San Diego. She'll go from Moscow to Norway, something to Zimbabwe, from somewhere to somewhere and Moscow and back. Well, she'll take a, you on a scam to Carolina. Yeah, it kind of goes in your, in She went to Moscow her, twice in your telling. And of that kind of goes in a circle and you just repeat the same. Why are fingers sticky? It sounds like she's a slob. Because she was a, a burglar. She she stole things. She steals things, yeah. Sorry if that was boring, but no, that was I hadn't accessed that in about 30 years, so impressive. But tell us why you'd bring her to life. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it would just be exciting to like live with her. She's always stealing buildings and monuments, so... Mm. A lot, of, and also obviously a lot of travel through space and time. But she's a criminal. She's a criminal. Yeah, but like if I'm assuming that when you bring them to life, you're also dating them. So like <laughs> it would be an exciting globe trotting you know, life. To say that you only got, got a bit of a profile shot of Carmen San Diego, but she did look very beautiful. Yeah, you know, am I wrong? No, right. full head of hair. Wouldn't you be? Yeah, she <laughs> yeah. wasn't balding. Oh, let's give her that. Um. 
wouldn't you be concerned for your personal safety if you were spending all your time with this? I mean, she's one of the, I guess, the FBI's like most wanted. She so rarely gets caught, though. Yeah, right. And, you know, it's not like it's for a bad crime. It's not like she's, you know, cutting people's heads off. She's just stealing a few monuments. It's yeah. kind of a fun crime. The Statue of Liberty goes missing. Who is hurt by that? Nobody. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Carmen San Diego. Love that. Well, I suppose that brings us to the end of this beautiful journey we've all been on. Uh, as here. Game over. Does that ring any bells, Bryn? You're a video game guy. Game over at the end of the game. You always see that, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is unfortunately game over. Um, but Bryn, thank you so much for for joining us and letting us know. And best of luck with your with your game Mind Jocks. Was it called? Yeah, Mind Jocks. Yeah, best of luck with that development. And yeah, let us know how it goes. Sounds and, really fun. Thanks. Yeah. And for my YouTube channel, uh, check out. Just go on YouTube and Google. No, you don't Google on YouTube, but <laughs> go on YouTube and search uh, Newly Single Gamer, and you'll find my gaming videos. This is right. You have a web series, Newly Single Gamer. Yeah. So check that out, folks. Look it up. Very funny. Mike, um, I'll be oh. staying with you another week. So Yeah, I'll, um, I'll change the sheets for you. Thank you. And um, what do you want for supper? Uh, steak? Hmm. How about toast and beans? <laughs> oh, this is this is going to be a week, folks. Yeah. Um, well, thanks everybody for listening and we'll talk to you next time.